This North American legend goes that in the rural village, there lived a young woman named Maria. Maria came from a poor family, but was known around her village for her beauty. One day, an extremely wealthy nobleman traveled through her village, but stopped in his tracks when he saw Maria. Maria was charmed by him, and he was charmed by her beauty. So when he proposed to her, she immediately accepted. Maria's family were thrilled that she was marrying into a wealthy family. But the nobleman's father was extremely disappointed he was marrying into poverty. Maria and her new husband built a house in the village to be away from his disapproving father. Eventually, Maria gave birth to twins, a boy and a girl. But her husband was always traveling and stopped spending time with his family. When he came home, he only paid attention to the children and Maria knew her husband was falling out of love with her. One day, he left and never returned. Years later, as Maria and her twins were walking by a river, she saw a familiar carriage with a younger, beautiful woman next to her husband. Maria was so angry and confused that without thinking, she picked up her two children and threw them in the river, drowning them. Only after she saw their bodies floating in the river, she realized what she had done, and she jumped into the river hoping to die with her children. Now she spends eternity looking for her children around the river. It is said that if you hear her crying, you are to run the opposite way. And if you hear her cries, it could bring misfortune or death. Also, if you are a child, be extra careful. Because she is attracted to children, thinking that they are hers. Since she thinks children are hers, she tries to drown them. Children should not walk alone around this river, just in case. Many parents in Mexico use this story to scare their children from staying out too late. At the gates of heaven, she was challenged over the whereabouts of her children and not permitted to enter the afterlife until she found them. She is forced to wander the afterlife for all eternity, searching in vain for her offspring. She constantly weeps, hence her name, La Llorona. She is caught between the living and the spirit world. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Spring Hill Jeff, and the Aluma Mommy herself. Miss April. April. And on today's episode, La La Rona. <laughs> La Yorona.
We're all wound up. It's Friday night. TGIF, motherfuckers. Tomorrow's a drunktacular. You better have marked it. Well, just passed it now. Recording. We're recording. Okay, we are recording. So I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to call you guys out. You guys and gals. You boys and gals. (laughs) You boys and ghouls. Because it's Halloween, motherfucker. Yeah. Watch out for Mike Myers. He's got a stabby stab. If, I mean, that's what he's doing. He's on his way to find Lori Strode. Put her down. Can't wait to see the new one. I've heard 50-50 on some stuff. Hmm. I don't care what people say. It's another Halloween movie, and I am 100% in. Me yep. too. Me too. I love that series. Fun, fun, fun. Larry and I will... <laughs> making a stabbing motion over there. <laughs> yeah, making a stabbing motion. Larry's not Turning a butter. Fan. Larry's not a horror fan, I but am that's not. fine. He loves the great comedy. And that's why we're here. And this is a comedy show. Just so you know, we're in the Shoop Kitchen studio as always, sitting around, having a good time. We're here to talk about La Llorona, a crazy, well, actually part of the Conjuring verse. And I want to say a big shout out to the Conjuring because I finally watched that movie recently and I'd never seen the first one. Took you long enough. Scared the shit out of me. Talk about some big ass pop out scares. Not only that, but some fucking creepy visuals. Halloween five-star recommend from this guy. Check it out. I think it's on Netflix. I think that's how I watched it. Both the <laughs> both of the two main entries, Conjuring 1 and 2, are phenomenal. And actually, the Einfeld poltergeist was something we covered, which is what the basis of the second movie is all about. Mm-hmm. So, Truth Corner, let's pull the, <laughs> let's pull the Thunderbird to the side of the road real quick here. I'm curious, how scary is the idea of a mom who kills her kids? That's a 10. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a solid 10. Lawrence? Yeah, I'm going to go with a, with a 10 on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say um, moms generally, there's this whole postpartum thing. Yeah. Now, April, can you extrapolate a bit on that? Like, what is what is that? That whole after the baby's born sadness. Um, and truthfully, after our youngest was born, I I did really struggle with postpartum depression for a couple of months. <laughs> Squonks giving babies outside yep. the door. <laughs> Again, Larry's soundboard's been down, so I don't yeah, know what you're hearing, right. folks. Damn squonk. Um, but it is very serious and it's very real. I remember um having times and let me preface this by saying like, I would never, ever, 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 ever do anything to hurt my children. Right. Of course. But (laughs) right. Um, I do remember thinking, you know, after being up for, you know, like 36 hours with only maybe an hour of sleep and the baby's crying and crying and crying and crying. Like I told a friend of mine, like I can honestly see how someone would, that's you falling asleep while <laughs> yeah. you just thunked your kid. Right. Um, I can honestly see how someone would f- see as a last resort or being frustrated enough to shake their own child, which is horrible. And I would, you know, obviously no, I, don't do that. But but when um, you're we literally have done everything you can think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's incredibly exhausting and frustrating. And, you know, when you have PPD and. Um, yeah, you know me. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's, it's very dark and it's very scary because you feel like you're not connecting with your child Mm. and you feel like you're not connecting with your husband. 
um, it was really hard. And um, I, I admittedly had a point um, towards, because I had Asher in September. It was probably early December where I called a friend of mine and I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm just going to take a bunch of pills. Like I, the baby's asleep. Can you come over and like call the police? Cause I'm just going to be dead. Wow. I know I, that's super heavy. That's like way heavier no, no, than no, I meant no, it to be. No, but I just wanted to really touch on the severity of like how very, very real it is. And I don't think, I think people write it off as like, Oh, mom's overwhelmed. Mom is, um, you know, stressed out. And it's so much more than that. It's rough. No, I, and I'm kind of curious, like what what the what the natural or the nature of that is. Why is it? I mean, it's got to be a like. Is there a natural reason for that? I think a, a lot of it is just hormonal because, because you're so it, out of whack. It can't be a new thing. You know what no, I mean? No, it's been around for so long. I think like, just why recently, would nature do that? I know it's fucked up. <laughs> well, it's not just postpartum, but I also want to just address the the kind of the elephant in the room when you're talking to friends who don't have kids, mm-hmm. and and a lot of times, a lot of there time, he is. A lot of times, your friends who don't have kids are happy. They're out enjoying their lives. <laughs> They're seeing all the movies yeah. when they come out mm-hmm. and going to all the concerts when you wish you could be there. But us parents, sometimes we don't make it to those We're things. We're like, well, pajamas at 8.30, falling asleep on the couch at 9 p.m. Yep. Instead, they all get together and watch a horror film. <sighs> One guy's left out. Yeah. Oh. Well, next, we're going to do the Monty Python and Holy Grill. Hang just, out. Just eventually. don't schedule that on New Year's because Ryan won't show up. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> so true story. Yeah, it it's very hard for the moms. It can be hard for the dads. I don't want to, you know, ex- exclude them completely from the kind of transitional period that happens. I will say ten out of ten, yes, for the the mom. And it, I. It scares me to think that any mom or any dad would just get so disgusted with their own kid. And the thing is, you do go through like a lot of feelings instantaneously. Your kid's born, you're excited. There's this new life. It looks a little Stress. bit like the oatmeal guy, but also it looks a lot like, <laughs> yes, I have a kid. <gasps> oh, I got to pay for that kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uncle Sam walks in. You want to pay for college, buddy? <laughs> You better give me like a right, mob, yeah. right testicle, and I'm going to need uh, your social security <laughs> number, and why don't you just hand me your debit card? Oh, it's a girl? <laughs> well, give me your credit card, too. <laughs> oh, you had three girls. You might as well walk outside and shoot yourself in the head, because you are <laughs> fucked beyond belief. Oh, that was a little autobiographical. Anyway. um, Oh, I shot myself in the face. So, La Llorona. This is an interesting... I guess, would it be a cryptid? Does it fall? Because we I wanted to feel paranormal. Like, um, paranormal or... I don't know. In, in the uh, uh, Mexican lore, there's a lot of this sort of yeah. thing. Yes. It's kind of like the version of the boogeyman. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's kind of how it was... Coming to get you. Coming to get you. How would O.J. Simpson sound as the, as the boogeyman? <laughs> as the Hispanic boogeyman. La Boo. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. It's El Boo. <laughs> it's like the macaroni I eat. El Boo macaroni. Good job, Juice. Thank okay. You. 
So <laughs> my main reference for this whole episode. Now, Josh is we're going to give him credit for suggesting this episode. And he I don't think you knew that there was a movie coming out about this. Did you know? Of course I knew. <laughs> OK, well, yeah. he knew. Yep. But he's also clued into pop culture. That's why he does the pop culture segment. And well, and the reason why I even brought this to you guys was because it was brought to my attention because of I, I work with people who are Hispanic and they kind of had an idea of what we do. And that was Did something that was listen to the show. I don't think so. Oh, well, they better get their asses on it. But yeah, they're the see. ones that mentioned this. And I, you know, dug a little bit about it. I didn't. But it doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah, they were saying that it was something that they heard about when they were kids, and it's scary. So that's why I brought it to you. Thank you. This is a great suggestion. So, okay. Historytoday.com is the website with the article about the weeping woman, which is what we're going to get into. The article was written... She could marry the squonk. They'd be happy. Yeah, they would. I actually I wrote this out initially, and that was the first joke I made was how the weeping woman and the squonk would get along. (laughs) Anyway, Amy Fuller is a lecturer in the history of the Americas at Nottingham Trent University. This piece was originally published in the art the with the title "The Evolving Legend of La Llorona" in the November 2013 issue of History Today. Give credit where credit is due. Check out the article. There are many, many. There's actually a lot of different articles about this. There's a Wikipedia that has a really good breakdown. There's also uh, Legends of America, all this other stuff. You got to check it out. Now, did any of you guys know about this before we kind of de- delved into it? No, I brought it up. My wife, because this is something when my wife was a teacher, she would teach the kids. So, mm. oh, right on, right around. Uh, Dia dos Muertos. This, yeah, that one. <laughs> Day of Spanish is not strong. That's okay. See? I would love to learn Spanish eventually. That's a very in- interesting language. With like, I took it in high school. Don't remember much. Also, Hispanic women are super hot. Oh, the tell. Donde está el baño? Es la, es en la casa de muerte. Watch their like, Univision. Their day soap operas. Sabido like, gigante. Es muy caliente. If you had that and you're a 13 or 14 year old boy, it was fap time. Dude, the weather lady. <laughs> yeah. No, I know exactly. She what got a like. couple of cold fronts up. <laughs> Woo, they made it cold. Oh, I, got a, I got a warm front moving in too. The camera guy's pushing the fucking camera with his dick. <laughs> oh shit! It's meteorologist. What would they? What's a Hispanic name? Maria. Maria. Oh shit! Maria is up there talking about uh, the cold front. I believe that's actually her name, Maria. If you're talking about the world's sexiest weather woman, mm-hmm. I believe her name is Maria. Okay, true cool. story. Well, let's get into it. So we don't have what, a Maria? time capsule. Because this story has got like goes no way back. It's timeless. Yeah. It's timeless. It's timeless. Yeah. Just like the boogeyman. I get, I mean, it's the Mexican boogeyman. So let's get into it. A Mexican woman, Juana Lea. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 That can't be. <laughs> oh. There's gonna be a lot of slaughtered names. 
Come on, I want to lay up. No, is, it no. is it a double L? Let no. me see. I want to see. I want to try a couple more times. Juana. 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 Lejia. Wow, that was. Lejia. That just sounds like Ryan's drunk. I'm not drunk. I'm reading a name. It looks. It's J U A N A. Juana. Juana. I'm drunk, but I'll make sure it happens. The last name is L E I J A. So Leia. It is Leia. Exactly. Wanna Leia. It is. Ooh, I wanna Leia. <laughs> she just showed up to the ballroom. She's gonna show off her skills with the, the ballroom, really. I don't know. Was that racist? No. Everything hurts everybody's feeling. Oh, what was that? <laughs> she was combing her hair really fast. She's shaving. Wanna lay? I had a date with Clit Jabber. <laughs> nice. Okay, so she attempted to kill oh, her boy. seven children by throwing them into the Buffalo Bayou in Houston, Texas, in 1986. She was a victim of domestic. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! She was a victim of domestic violence. She was apparently trying to end her suffering and that of her children, two of whom died. During an interview, Leah declared that she was La Yorona. That was in 1986. Hmm. La Irona is a legendary figure with various incarnations, usually translated into English as the Wailing Woman. She is often presented as a banshee type, an apparition of a woman dressed in white, often found by lakes or rivers, sometimes at crossroads, who cries in the night <laughs> for her lost children, whom she has killed. The infanticide, 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 which is basically parents killing their kids. There's also like familicide, which is like you killing your whole family, which would have fallen into our Amityville episode when we talked about, we talked about that uh, shitty human that killed his whole family who appealed and said his sister did everything and then she was dead because he killed her. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you could blame everything on the guy, the one person mm-hmm. that you killed. You'd be like, yeah, uh, they did it, even though I killed him. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So, mm-hmm. the infants, infant, infant side is sometimes <laughs> carried out with a knife or a dagger, but very often the children have been drowned. Her crime is usually committed in a fit of madness after having found out about an unfaithful lover or husband who leaves her to marry a woman of Higher status. Josh, don't leave April for anybody. Unless you're gargling cum. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Drowning. If it's one of the Amway brothers, I mean that's cool. Maybe you Only guys- if I get a cut or like a, a sweet uh Yeah, I don't know. A sweet Humber. set of hair ties? I could probably use those to be honest. I got a bunch at home from when my hair was long. <laughs> now after La Yorona realizes what she's done, she usually kills herself. She's often described as a lost soul, doomed to wander the earth forever. To some, she is a boogie woman, used by parents to scare children into good behavior, which is totally the Melonheads thing that I brought up when I did it. This is something to get Allegan County parents to get their kids to shut the fuck up. While so mentally <laughs> scarring them forever. Exactly. Perfect. So them, him... It's all divorced dads. Divorced dad (laughs) can walk out front and sit with Shelby on the porch and drink Natty Ice and hopefully get his poke on. All parents want their poke on. I hope you get your poke on, listener. True story. 
All right, there's that Looney Tune again. Always going down on everybody. So. The gulp at the end is what kills me. I know. What are you doing, man? You slamming some eggnog in between that? Playing some console <laughs> pool. The legend is deeply ingrained in Mexican culture and among the Chicano Mexican population of the United States. The origins of the legend are uncertain, which is why we don't have a time capsule. See? But it has been presented as having pre-Hispanic roots. La Llorona is thought to be one of ten omens foretelling the conquest of Mexico and has also been linked to Aztec goddesses. Hmm. In the floor... Josh just destroyed his throat. <laughs> Way off mic, I might add. So if that picked up, that's awesome. Oh, it picked up. It, I heard it in my ears, in my soul. Okay. Right. I seriously, I went so far away from the mic. That was for you, Amanda. I think is what your name is. Okay, so Raul. In the Florentine Codex, an encyclopedic work on the Nahu peoples of Mexico completed during the 16th century by the Franciscan friar Ben... Oh, God, here we go. Bernardino de Sagun. We find two Aztec... Italian at the end. French, actually. (laughs) We find two Aztec goddesses who could be linked to La Llorona. The first is... Oh, God. C-I-U-A... Dude, this is going to be the worst slaughtering of names. Chukotl. A snake woman described as a savage beast and an evil omen who appeared in white and who would walk at night weeping and wailing. She's also described as an omen of war. Is that what President Bush saw in Dick Cheney sitting on the porch eating <laughs> sausage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating Jimmy, I was eating. eating Jimmy Dim, Jean, Jimmy. I was actually eating Jimmy Dean. Yeah, Jimmy Dean sausage. <laughs> I actually eat him. Oh, shit. Not his sausage. You skip everything. Uh, main this, course. <laughs> This goddess could also be linked to the sixth of ten omens that are recorded in the Codex as having foretold the conquest. The The Horcrux? Ooh! That's a good snort there. I cleared it out. The voice of a woman heard wailing at night crying about the fate of her children. That's one of the many things that people are like, the Codex says that the wailing of a woman foretells the omen of war. That's it! Or they Two just arms. watched the end of The Notebook. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Ryan Gosling, R.I.P. A later codex by a Dominican <laughs> friar, Diego Duran, details the origin myths of the Aztec gods and discusses a goddess, Cotoclu, who is often linked to or thought to be the same as Kyokotl. Cotoclu, <laughs> she of the snaky skirt, was the mother of, oh my Fucking God, these names are so bad. It's it's like the universe is fucking me here. <laughs> this name, this is okay. so, this, this is, is literally, okay. <laughs> I am looking at this and I want to flip it off and smash my iPad. Okay. <laughs> so we'll just go through this sentence again because this is making me mad just looking at it. A later codex by the Dominican friar Diego Duran, which is an easy name to say, details the origin myths of the Aztec gods and discusses a goddess, Cota who is often linked or to be thought of as the same as the snake lady, or Cota Lequeu, which sounds the same as the other name because they're all spelled fucking weird, was the mother of, here we go, Cutis Lopokio Lacatilio. 
Abracadabra. The Aztec God One, of War. Congratulations. You got a curse on all of you. <laughs> One point Slytherin. <laughs> Duran describes her as the ugliest and dirtiest that one could wow. possibly imagine. Her face She's so, early, I tweeted that earlier this morning. Her face was so black and covered with filth that she looked like something straight out of hell. Courtney Love. She, oh, <laughs> you guys are working together now. She waits for her son to return to her from war and weeps and mourns for him while he is gone, which is, it just sounds like most mothers during war times, which I, yeah. my heart goes out to stupid name. Duran also provides detail of some strange occurrences ahead of the conquests that were purported to have troubled Montezuma. Among these is a woman who roams the streets weeping and moaning. Though it's a revenge these, you don't want. Indeed. Though these accounts fulfill some elements of the La Llorona legend, we need to look to another goddess in order to find the links to water and infant side. According to the Florentine Codex, Chalachuchi Le- Luchi Chala Chalachu the jade skirted one, was a goddess of the waters and the elder sister of the rain god Talak. Sagoon describes her as one who was feared and caused terror. She was said to drown people in overturned boats. Ceremonies in honor of the rain gods, including Chalachuchi, involved the sacrifice of children. These sacrificial victims were bought from their mothers. And the more the children cried, the more successful the sacrifice was to have been. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, it's like getting a platinum. Yeah. Oh, see, <laughs> you get a platinum in the fancy slide. That snort. I got a platinum. I got a platinum. I got a platinum in the slide. I knew this was going to be a good one. All right. So, La Llorona has also been conflated with La Malinchi, Cortez translator and concubine. As such, she's often portrayed as an indigenous woman jilted by a Spanish lover. However, there are many similar European old world motifs that she could also be linked to. The quote, white woman of the Germanic and Slavic tradition. The Lorelei, and of course the Banshee, the trope of the barbarian girl who kills her children after being betrayed by her lover and discarded for a woman of higher status, or more, quote, appropriate race, also has roots in the Greek tradition hmm. in the legend of Medea and Jason. Isn't that a Tyler Perry movie? Medea? <laughs> Medea and Jason? Yeah. I, I might have just. It's a horror <laughs> film he did that no one knows about. <laughs> Boo! Medea versus Jason. Yeah. X. Why not? Fuck I'd watch it. it. Medea in space. You know what? Those every single horror film really should be. If they, every single horror, every single horror film. Shut up, Tyler Perry. It is strange that such a pervasive myth could have such different features, but still to be known by the same name. Indeed, the variations in the folk story seem to be ge- geographical with different regions having their own slightly different versions of the Wailing Woman. In addition, the legend has changed over time, seemingly to reflect the sociopolitical climate. Just as a source will often tell us more about the author than the subject, we can glean a lot about the storyteller's points of view when examining the development of this particular legend. La Llorona was a 1917 play by Francisco C. Nev. It is, is set during the reign of Philip II. The protagonist is, protagonist is Luisa, 
She has a son with her lover, Ramiro, the son of Cortez, who is also of higher status. Though they have been together for six years, Ramiro is due to marry the very wealthy daughter of a judge. Luisa is unaware of this, and Ramiro believes that he can continue his relationship with her. Mm. If he marries in secret, Luisa is told of Ramiro's impending wedding by a rival suitor, and she is driven mad, not only by Ramiro's infidelity and his decision to marry someone else for honor and status, but by his desire to take their son away from her. When he comes for their child after she breaks up their wedding, Luisa eventually tells him that he can have his son's life and kill him with a dagger, offering Ramiro his body in a fit of delirium, saying that she killed him after Ramiro had killed her soul. Luisa is hanged for a crime in a public execution during which she is vilified as a witch. The play satirizes the class system of the time. So, the story would appear to reflect life in colonial Mexico, although initially there was a shortage of Spanish women in New Spain, which meant that unions between indigenous women and Spanish men were quite common and not frowned upon by the end of the 16th century. The population of European women was on the rise, and the status of indigenous or Mixed-race women fell considerably. Upon their arrival in Tenochtitlan, the, the imperial rulers of the Aztecs offered women, usually their female relatives to the Spaniards, and marrying an Indian heiress became a familiar path to success. Hmm. The fates of these indigenous and mixed-race women were mixed. Some enjoy stability and enhanced status and therefore benefited from these unions, but more often they were not than not they were cast aside after a few years for younger women or more often a Spanish wife. More alarmingly, the children resulting from the union were sometimes taken away from their indigenous or mixed race mothers in practice in a practice that derived from a Spanish tradition of relieving so-called wayward women of their children. The historian Karen Powers explains that, quote, when this practice found its way to the new world and was applied to indigenous mothers who had become, had born children with Spanish men, they prescribed racial inferiority. Their prescribed racial infor- inferior, inferiority, <laughs> inferiority yeah. combined with the, quote, natural inferiority of their gender to produce a generalized negative attitude toward their ability to socialize their children properly. So, in a 1933 version of the La Llorona story, a novel and screenplay by Antonio Guzman Aguilera, the emphasis is shifted from class difference. The screenplay is set in the 1930s and the focus of the descendants of Cortes, who are shown to have been cursed by the goddess of death during the conquest. La Llorona manipulates the main protagonist, Margot, and tempts her into trying to kill her son with a strain of meningitis. When she learns that her lover, the boy's father, is set to marry an American millionaire. Like the 1917 play, the protagonist is driven mad by the thought that her lover might try to take her son. But it is the words of La Llorona that are pushing Margot to madness. In this case, La Llorona turns out to be the child's indigenous nanny, who is killed by a doctor who then goes on to save the boy. There are some parallels between this version and the 1970 play. 17 play the doctor who saves her son's life has always wished to marry Margot, but in contrast to the earlier story they do fall in love and marry legitimizing Margot's son it appears to be a metaphor for the uniting of the mexican people the final image presented is of the ruins of theotokayan and an old tired indian man juxtaposed with an airplane flying overhead and a fast car both of which 
drown out the sound of La Llorona's cry, symbolizing that the curse has now been broken. There's a lot of interesting, and this is kind of pop culture, but it's also just historically how it all played into this weird, crazy witch. Larry's knee hurts, folks. Can we say a prayer to Allah, Jesus, Buddha, <sighs> that Larry's pain goes away? Don't get the gout. Don't do it. Red meat, beer, and... Mm, anything fun is out now. Yeah. <laughs> anything I enjoyed, everything I enjoyed is gone. Larry spends his weekends eating carrots and celery now. We call him Wabbit. <laughs> Wabbit Larry. Mm. <laughs> I heard blowjobs give you gout. Here we find that Cortez becomes a focus with his son in the role of the scoundrel. This is in keeping with the rise of anti-Spanish sentiment in Mexico during the 1930s, most evident in Diego Rivera's murals representing the history of Mexico and Mexico City's National Palace. The conquests in the colonial period are portrayed as chaotic orgy of rape, pillage, and destruction of the indigenous way of life. Hold on a second. Rewind. Say that one more time. The conquest and colonial period are portrayed as a chaotic orgy of rape, pillage, and destruction of the indigenous way of life. That was beautiful, man. Cortez, in particular, is painted as an ugly, balding, diseased character with gray skin, far from limiting so me. The, the baddies. <laughs> no. The baddies to those of Give Spanish gorgeous descent. skin. However, we also find that this version of the story reflects upon the contemporary discord between Mexico and the U.S. As the post-revolutionary leaders deployed a strongly anti-imperialist and anti-American rhetoric in foreign policy that resisted U.S. influence. Later versions of the Wailing Woman story present the villain as Spain and have created heroes in the different mixed cultures and indigenous cultures. Carmen Toscano's 1950 59 one act play La Llorona for example presented a harsh critique to the conquest and colonial period with special attention paid to the treatment and the indigenous people by the Spanish conquistadors now there's a lot of different versions of this but we're going to get down to the real nitty gritty and tell you the tale right after this break So many things happening in the Beer City Media universe. The biggest one coming up, actually, now that this episode's dropping, is the Comic-Con. It's the second year, guys. We're going to be there. Woohoo! If you're in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. There's a lot of them. If you're in the Midwest, make the trip. It's worth it to see us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll buy a, a, a hot dog. A hot dog. Maybe. Or maybe we'll have some beers afterwards. We just like to hang out mm-hmm. with our fans and friends and uh, walk around and yeah. introduce ourselves to smoke me out minor celebrities. Maybe, maybe do that. Josh, when is the Grand Rapids Comic Con? That is the weekend of the 9th through the 11th. Thank you. April, are you stoked? I'm super stoked. I'm, I'm ready to roll. Especially because I missed most of it last year. She wants to meet all the other little Aluma mommies out mm-hmm. there. Tell us a conspiracy that we can talk about. Maybe we'll record. Maybe we'll have a little interview with some fans if we yeah. meet them. We met a few last year, which was fun. We talked to some interesting individuals. We're hoping to kind of build the brand a bit now mm-hmm. that we're, mm-hmm. we've been doing this for a little while. We see you guys out there commenting, hanging out. We'll be wearing our t-shirts so you'll know who we are. You'll, you will know who we are. And I got my t-shirt back. 
good. That was part good, of good. the divorce. Red Wasn't man. that like one of the first things when because Ryan sent us a picture of his uh, now ex girlfriend wearing a conspiracy yep. therapy shirt, and we're there, like, oh, there went that. <laughs> I got it back. We all went. Do you think he'll ever get that back? No. I did. Good for you. Good for you. Good for the show. So what else? What else do we got to talk about? Because we're doing a quick little middle promo. We have the Comic-Con, which we mentioned. We also have... We also have our podcast that we do on the network. Of course, we have the off-tempo podcast which is a music history podcast that april and i do and sometimes we have these guys on and you can find that on tuesday mornings and we are on facebook and podbean if you are into video games like i am you can see that i do reviews for a couple different websites you can go to square xo you can go to gamepit.co.uk and you can go to demonvideogaming.com. I post articles on there every week. April? Uh, of course, if you like Larry and Joshua and myself and occasionally Ryan when we need someone to make terrible jokes, um, you can check out the Body Slam podcast or a wrestling history podcast where we tell stories from the locker room and beyond. We have brand new episodes out every Friday morning for your listening enjoyment. And uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Podomatic, Podbean, Pod... Big news coming soon. Yeah. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Lawrence? EFISpodcast.net for all your baseball history needs. If you like our show, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Conspiracy T Show is where we show when every episode drops on a Monday. Check us out on Spotify. If you're a Spotify listener, please let us know. Our Instagram page is always going. Check out the new images from the different dogs that we post. We've got little doggos posting. We also have a lot of things happening in our clothes group. So like that on Facebook, join our group, talk, tell us about a conspiracy you'd like us to cover and all the other things. And that's about it. So we love you. More about La Yorona. Santana. Oh, he's great around Christmas. He is. Every time I hear that song, <laughs> I think of Detroit Rock City, the movie. Oh, really? Why? Because there's a scene with that song in it. Hmm. Someone call for me? Uh, no, Satan. Actually, oh, we, appre- we appreciated you on the last episode, but we oh, Santana. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. We'll see you later. How you doing, though? Doing pretty good. Getting a little cold down there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I hear the Eagles are back on tour.
<laughs> makes sense. God bless you, sir. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thanks. By the way, that's exactly how Satan would sound. Yeah, of course. But that uh, was because Satan. it was Satan. Uh, yeah, I, I apologize. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. I know he's a buddy of yours. Uh yeah. You've been smoking out with him a bit. Uh, he does not smoke. Doesn't drink. He's sober. He's oh, straight, he's straight edge. edge. He's straight edge. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Girl. I think everybody could take a little life lesson from Satan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Indeed. Well, let's get back I think into he'd it. Make folks. a great neighbor. Yeah. yeah. I think he'd keep up on his lawn. Mm-hmm. Would he live to like to the north or south of you? South. Oh, okay. Yeah. Legendsofamerica.com. Great bonfires. Oh, yeah, the best. <laughs> I hear no. he always like really roast the marshmallows though. Too much. Burns them. Yeah. Someone's got to work with Satan. Too bitter. Bitter? Yeah, when you burn stuff, it gets bitter. That's true. I burned the shit out of some garlic bread the other day. So. <laughs> oh, that's a smell you can't get out. Yep. Red Dead 2018. Did not, not so pay rad. attention to the <laughs> oven. Bread Dead, not 2018. You no. can't cook garlic bread at 666 degrees, Ryan. It wasn't that. I just literally forgot about it for about an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Croutons. And all of a sudden, I went, smells like death. Death. <laughs> that was a rum, Ryan, was it? No. Okay. That was sans alcohol, Ryan. That was just me being like, hmm. Forgetful, Ryan. It was fapping. I was not fapping. <laughs> Making his own garlic butter. As a dad, how often, <laughs> how often do you get to fap? The only time you get to fap is when you have like isolated bathroom time. Shower babies. Drain babies, basically. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> let's get into it a little bit on legendsofamerica.com. They got a really great story that Josh sent us initially, and I loved it. So, no one really knows where the legend of La Llorona began or from where it originated. Though the tales vary from source to source, the one common thread is that she is the spirit of a doomed mother who drowned her children and now spends eternity searching for them in rivers and lakes. Now, La Llorona christened Maria. She was born to a peasant family in a humble village. Her startling beauty. Mm. See? I just imagine, like, Gina Gershon. Or, like, uh, Ava, I imagine, um, Ava Mendez. Oh, yeah. There it is. Right on cue. Yep. Lando said, yeah, he agrees. <laughs> he agrees. Yeah, yeah Ava Mendez. <laughs> I've seen Face Off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Gina Gershon, though. Mm-hmm. Ava Mendez. You're thinking Ooh. of Dick Off. The Shape of Trees Water. or something. No, it's some weird movie with her and Ryan Gosling in it where she plays as like... She was in Hitch. Yeah, I didn't see it. But <laughs> neither did you see whatever... Sh- yeah, Shape thing, of... Shape of Shape trees. of Shapes. What about The Shape of Water? I just said that. Okay, I was attacking guys. a dog with water. Okay, I get it. Let's get into this motherfucking story. Now, Maria, <clears throat> she was born to a peasant family in a humble village. Her startling beauty captured the attention of both the rich and the poor men of the area. They were like, thump, 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 Ooga, ooga. Yeah, they were like, who is that? Who's that girl? Mama, Mama Maria. 
<laughs> she like walked outside and she's like, oh, nipple slip. Oops. <laughs> and all the guys got, were like, got into her carriage. No panties. My pants loons are at attention. <laughs> or C. I, I guess. I don't know. She was pretty. She was said to have spent her days in her humble peasant surroundings, but in the evening she would don her best white gown and thrill the men who admired her in the local Fandangos. <laughs> Fandangos? Whoa. That surprised me. No, I mean, she used the uh, gift card she got from Fandango to go see the new to Halloween the movies. Movie yeah, yeah of course. Uh, Fandango? I think that was a uh, ABBA movie, actually. Maybe, maybe not. Who cares? Nobody cares. The young men anxiously waited for her arrival, and she reveled in the attention that she received. However, La Llorona had two small sons who made it difficult for her to spend her evenings out. This is like the story of April. If April was like a Latino like goddess, she was like, see. I am. Don't let, the, the, don't let the blonde hair fool you. I'm by the way, we can't look at April. Every time we do episodes, she's too hot for us to look at. She's literally right. the most beautiful woman on the planet. Well, shucks. It's hard. It is. To I'm poking it right now. Talk about it. <laughs> this this is going to get really weird. <laughs> Why did I take this, Allie? I don't know, but I was just following you up. down that rabbit hole, brother. Continuing on. <laughs> yes, and one day the two boys were found drowned in the river. Some say they drowned through her neglect, but others say that they may have died by her own hand. Two of them. not rocket at home. <laughs> it poked its head out like a turtle. So anyway, another legend says that La Llorona was a caring woman full of life and love who married a wealthy man who lavished her with gifts and attention. N64s, PlayStations. Go on. Hair ties. Uh, mm. Tickets to the Justin Cubs. Timberlake. Oh. The Cubs. I was trying to make mm. all yeah. of you guys wet at the same time. No, I'd, I'd go see Justin Timberlake. Would that I'd, make you as wet as seeing like a Cubs game. Neither makes me wet. Unless you sit in someone's like, spilled beer. Neither makes me hard. What makes you hard, Larry? Porn. <laughs> According to what we just did, April. What's <laughs> my bad? Don't look at her. Uh, what, what's your what's your main porn site? Uh, oh boy, Porn MD. Porn MD. There's your uh, porn site of the week, ladies. That's and gentlemen. a thing. Is that really like legitimately? Is a yeah thing? that you can sort by H high def. So that's why I like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't go below 720 anymore. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Oh, 4K. It's, your dick looks yeah, at you. you 4K. Your dick looks at you, and the little mouth goes, "Fuck you." 720 <laughs> or a bust, brother. 720 or I pixelate, brother. <laughs> Got a Japanese sensor on your dick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not going to happen today unless you go on nope. WebMD. Wait, is that a Minecraft? WebMD. What is that? A Minecraft penis? <laughs> <laughs> Just like chopping it down. <laughs> you joke, but I bet there's a Minecraft porn out there. I'm sure there is. And if you're masturbating in Minecraft porn, you've hit the other side, folks. You need to calm down. <laughs> you need to see someone about mm-hmm. that. What is up with cartoon porn, by the way? I- you ever go know. on Pornhub and you're just like, really? Simpsons porn? Yeah, family guy porn? That's family guy. Weird. Family guy porn family is guy, really weird. Family guy porn is worse. It's just a bunch of references. 
other porns. <laughs> that one time, me the- and Jenna Jameson. That one time, me yeah. and the... the- <laughs> you thought that was bad. Remember why- when Noah was doing Deep Throat? <sighs> That's why I don't like Family Guy. It's just 10 minutes. It's just a of, bunch of references. It's just 10 minutes of Peter going, ah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Another legend says that La Yorona was a caring woman full of life and love who married a wealthy man who lavished her with gifts and intention. However, after she bore him two sons, he began to change, returning to a life of womanizing and so alcohol. He's, so he's a dad. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite references to divorce dads was on last podcast when Henry talked specifically about drunk dads all ride the dribble. The dribble? It's a it's a bus. It's a it's a party bus that plays Def Leopard and they just go as fast as they fucking can and just get fucking <laughs> annihilated. No, drunk dads just ride on the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they do. got a cup holder on that rider. Oh yeah, and they just ride back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is real back porn. Back and forth, they just do figure eights. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, got to turn over. Yeah, right if, I, if I lower the mower, I can do that checker pattern they do at the ballpark. <laughs> oh man! And then their lawn looks like it's got third degree burns because you mowed too short. You did. And you didn't water. It's a tip there for you, long, you <laughs> homeowners. There, if you're gonna cut short, you got to water a lot. I love Larry takes. So now, however, after she bore him two sons, he began to change, returning to his womanizing, often leaving her for months at a time. He seemingly no longer cared for the beautiful Maria oh, or Maria. She's just there. Even talking. <laughs> Those Central Americans with their devices, they helped her out. Mm-hmm. So, she made a run for the border. Her ex even talked about leaving her to marry a woman of his own wealthy. Cl- <laughs> yeah. Wow. She was of the wealthy class, so she could just drink and burp like no other. Uh, theater of the mind. Yeah, of course. <laughs> when he did return home, it was only to visit his children, and the devastated Maria began to feel resentment towards the boys. One evening, as Maria was strolling with her two children on a shy. Shady pathway near the river, her husband came by in a carriage with an elegant lady beside him. He stopped and spoke to his children, but ignored Maria and then drove the carriage down the road without looking back. Playing Def Leppard. Yep. <laughs> that is fucking <laughs> fucked, though. Yeah, it is. Like, she's there with the kids. She's like, grab the rice and beans and let's go. <laughs> we got an iced uh, pinata. Ice ice <laughs> you could break some wrists trying to break that thing open. <laughs> and then he comes by in a carriage like <laughs> and this girl's got her boobies spilling out all over the place. His rupees are spilling out all over his wiener. And his kids are just like Daddy, Papa, Papa. <laughs> yeah. Papa. Can you tell See? us a, can you tell us a story from the new land? <laughs> and he's just like, You kids are cute. Here's a rupee. Oh, who's I think that? you mean Witch? peso? Yeah, or pe- peso rupee. I don't know. they I've only been India. to Mex- <laughs> I've only been to Mexico twice. I don't have the fucking accents for this. I apologize. This is free nothing speech new. area, but it's nothing new. So anyway, the beautiful La Llorona mourned them day and night. Oh shit! I skipped ahead. Yeah, so- you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was terrible. 
Strike that, reverse it. So after seeing this, Maria went into a terrible rage after seeing her husband all like, ooh, I got a hot new... This this girl's name, Paris Hilton. Who? What do you got? Well, that's a fucking old reference. I must be old. <laughs> when she went into a terrible rage and turning against her children, she seized them and threw them into the river. Like, here, you need to learn to swim. <laughs> As they disappeared downstream, she realized that she had... What Mama! she had, <laughs> yeah, she realized what she had done and ran down the bank to save them, but it was too late. Maria broke down into inconsolable grief, running down the streets, screaming, <laughs> screaming and wailing. Now, continuing on with what I mentioned a little prematurely. The beautiful La Llorona mourned them day and night. During this time, she would not eat and walked along the river in her white gown searching for her boys, hoping they would come back to her. She cried endlessly as she roamed the riverbanks, and her gown became soiled and torn. When she continued to refuse to eat, she grew thinner and appeared taller until she looked like a walking skeleton. Still a young woman, she finally died on the banks of the river. And not long after her death, her restless spirit began to appear walking the banks of the Santa Fe River with, when darkness fell. Her weeping and wailing became a curse of the night, and people began to be afraid to go out after dark. She was said to have been seen drifting between the trees along the shoreline or floating on the current with her long white gown spread out upon the waters. On many a dark night, people would see her walking along the riverbank and crying for her children, and so they no longer spoke spoke of her as Maria, but rather Lai Rona, the weeping woman. Children are warned not to go out in the dark, for La Yorona might snatch them, throwing them to their deaths in the flowing waters. Now, I do have an image of La Yorona, and I will post it on our Instagram. Though the legends vary, the apparition is said to act without hesitation or mercy. The tales of her cruel- cruelty depends on the version of the legend you hear which we spoke about in the first segment. There were a lot of variations. Some say that she kills indiscriminately, taking men, women, and children. However, it is, is foolish enough to get whoever is foolish enough to get close to her. Others say that she is very barbaric and kills only children, dragging them screaming to a watery grave. Oh, boy. When Patricio Lugan was a boy, he and his family saw her on a creek between Mora and Guadalupe, Guadalupe, New Mexico, Guadalupe, Guadalupe. As the family was sitting outside talking, they saw a tall, thin woman walking along the creek. She seemed to float over the water, stared, started up the hill, and vanished. However, just moments later, she reappeared much closer to them and then disappeared again. The family looked for footprints and found none. And they had no doubt that the woman was La Irona. She has been seen along many rivers across the entire Southwest, and the legend has become part of Hispanic culture everywhere. Mm. Part of the legend is that those who do not treat their families well will see her, and she will teach them a lesson. Especially husbands. Bunch of fucking husbands. <laughs> Fill yep. them full of babies, and then you just decide, oh, I gotta find Mrs. fucking hot tits. <laughs> Mm. And back in that time, she probably had hairy pits. She probably smelled like bad cement. 
Man. I, yeah. I'm just throwing out scents there for you folks. As a male prostitute, I walk amongst the construction. I'm just saying, she probably smelled like bad cement. It happens, folks. So, another story involved by a man of the name of Ooh, <laughs> Epifanio Garcia was out and an was an outspoken who was an outspoken boy who often argued with his mother and father. After a heated argument, Epifanio along with his brothers Carlos and Augustine, decided to leave their ranch in Oa de la Vaca to head toward the Villa Real de Santa Fe. However, when they were along their way, they were visited by a tall woman wearing a black uh, topolo and a black net over her face. Ooh, that's creepy. Two of the boys were riding in front of the wagon when the spirit appeared on the seat between them. She was silent and continued to sit there until... Epifanio finally turned the horses around and headed back home, at which time she said, quote, I will visit you again someday when you argue with your mother. So don't fucking argue with your mother. <laughs> now, to, to finish this out, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, the tall, wailing spirit has been repeatedly... In the Public Employees Retirement Association building, which is built on land that was once an old Spanish Indian graveyard and is near the Santa Fe River. Many people who have been employed there tell of hearing cries resounding through the halls and feeling unseen hands pushing them while on the stairways, which is creepy. Oh, shit. Wrong step. La Llorona has been heard at night wailing next to rivers by many of her wanderings. They have grown wider and farther spread following Hispanic people wherever they go. Her movements have been traced throughout the Southwest and as far North as Montana on the banks of the Yellowstone River. That was terrible. The Hispanic people believe <laughs> that the weeping woman will always be with them, following the many rivers looking for their children. And for this reason, many of them fear the dark and pass the legend from generation to generation. So it's like a boogeyman. It's a boogie, boogie, woman. boogie man, boogie, boogie woman. Hispanics are like forward thinking, which is cool. But I want to know about the pop culture. Truthfully, what does that have to do with all the things? It's time for the Pop Culture Minute Minute Josh. Sonic Boom! So unsurprisingly, guys, there is a shitload of pop culture. And so what I like about the, the whenever this happens <laughs> is I get the freedom of choosing whatever I want. And so I have a few things here. Film. The plot of the 1961 Mexican film, The Curse of the Crying Woman, La Maldición de la Llorona. Why aren't you the host? No, I'm so good. I'm Spanish. (laughs) See, involves a resurrection of the spirit of La Llorona. (coughs) La Llorona. Now, 
this I was not surprised to see this name pop up when it comes to La Llorona. Uh, she is mentioned in the 2003 film Chasing Poppy. Starring oh, Poppy. <laughs> starring Sofia Vergara. Mm. Oh, Jesus mm. fucking Christ. Mm. I'm sorry, folks. Pull mm. the Thunderbird to the side <laughs> of the road. I can't stand her. Um, I well, wish I could hit her with my car. I was I at wow. I honestly, she makes me nuts. I was at Jay Leno's one of his final tonight shows, and she came out, and like every guy in the audience was like, "Attention on deck!" Like, I even looked at my wife, and I was like, "What am I doing?" Fun fact: her boobs are real. Yeah, real nice. They uh, no, seriously, they they're they are natural. Yeah, she is. She's like a 32F, I think I read she online. She knocks the wind Fine. out of you. In person, she knocked the wind out of me. I was like, I don't understand you. I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> Rosalind Sanchez, Jackie Val- Valquez, and Eduardo Verastuege. Wow. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't. No. Her screams can be heard when Thomas is under stress or confronted by the three women in his life. La Llorona's image is shown a few times in the film as well. Huh. Did you guys see Coco? No, no. I didn't. It's on Netflix, though. Oh, it's Uh, so good. I've heard that everybody's cried to it. I don't want to watch it if I'm going to see it. It's a good cry. It's it's like a very well-earned cry. Yeah. It, think Toy Story 3, how it earns that cry from you. Mm-hmm. This does as well. In any case, the song La Llorona, Llorona is featured in the 2017 film Coco, sung by Imelda Rivera, voiced by Alana Yubak, during the Sunrise concert as she attempts to evade Ernesto de la Cruz, who sings a song in duet with her, voiced by Benjamin Bratt, who, with his singing, voice provided by Marco Antonio Solis. Very good song. I'll check it out. I will watch it. I, my girls have seen it. I, I think it's about time. Now, of course, uh, like Ryan had mentioned at the beginning of the episode here, uh, the Conjuring producers, James Wan and Gary Do- Doberman, Dober- Doberman, are producing a film called, about La Llorona called The Curse of La Llorona. It is actually scheduled to be released April 19th of next year. The trailer does look really creepy. It looks insanely creepy. Video games. I only have one. Uh, League of Legends fans. This is one. This one's for you. Morgana, a playable character in League of Legends, has a skin called Ghost Bride. Put the two and two together. I'm sure you get it. I can still hear. And last but not least, in TV... La Llorona appeared uh, as the first antagonist in the 2005 pilot episode of the TV series Supernatural. Yeah, it's a big part of that series. They they're actually like on their like 12th or 13th season. It's yeah, insane. it's insane. I've never seen a single episode. They it, people love it. Yeah, I, I know people that are huge, and especially the uh, earlier seasons, but not so much the later ones. But that's all I have, guys. So I'm curious about the internet. And when I get curious about the internet, our man or woman, woman, if you will, 
the Illuminami herself goes on Yahoo to find out what does the internet have to say? Tonight for our Yahoo Answers segment, we pose the question, do you believe in La Yorona? Uh, has anyone ever seen a Yorona in real life or someone who looked like her? Does anyone know places where she appears? I know one, and it's in L.A., near Irolo and James M. Wood. And people have seen her walk down 8th between Normandy and Mariposa late at night. Uh, this is a really long one, but... <laughs> User Ben Dover, because of course, wrote, there is a barranca that runs through my backyard. Ben Dover. (laughs) Thank you. That goes to the river less than a mile away. When I was a kid, I would always hear a woman crying. I just told myself it was the wind. About 10 years ago, when I was much older, some friends of mine would get together to play laser tag. We had four guns. We would go play at the school at night until someone called the cops. They told us to go play in the river, so we did. We only went one time and never went back. It was me and five friends. Two of my friends and I went to go hide out in the river. The last guy with the gun and the other two stayed at the gate. In five minutes, the last guy would leave and try to find us. I was about a quarter mile down the road under a bridge. There was a small river going to the main river where I was. I heard footsteps coming closer and going over the bridge. I could see through the boards, but there was no one on the bridge. I started to hear what sounded like a baby crying. Then I heard an old lady crying. It started to get louder and closer. I said, F this, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I climbed back up to the road and ran back. One of the guys that was hiding was standing at the gate with the other two guys that were not playing. He just looked at me. I said, don't tell me you heard it. He said, why do you think I'm here? The other two guys said they thought he was joking. And then the guy that was looking for us showed up. He said he heard a lady crying. We started calling the last guy to come back, and then we saw him walking up. He said that that was a good trick, crying to make him come out. We told him that we all heard it and that we had been there waiting for him. He said that he heard it right behind him and as he was walking up to us. We just ran to the cars and went back to the house. We never played laser tag again. I understand that. Yeah, right? Uh, user terrified by spiders... Agree. Yes. Uh, Isn't that your thing, Larry? I'm not. Yeah, I don't like spiders. Yeah. Aaron was having me watch videos of huntsman spiders, those giant Australian. Oh, fuck no. You want your butt to clench really Mm, quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. User terrified by spiders wrote, I believe there were a lot of Euronas in the wake of the Spanish conquest of the new world. The conquerors were looking for glory and gold, and they took anything they wanted in their path, including women. Uh, user Kara wrote, yes, because she was so full of grief, she stayed in our world. And as a mother, she wants her children back. So those kids should stay inside at night, like the tale says. But yeah, I do believe it. User Killer Crow wrote, I don't believe in her, but I think she supposedly comes out of water at night in Texas and Mexico. If she grabs your wrist, you can no longer talk. Hope I helped. Wow. Yeah. Uh, user that girl wrote, no, I don't know. My mom has heard it before, and so did my friends from Mexico. It's on L.A. No, I haven't heard of her in L.A., but no, I don't really believe in her. Mm. Okay. Uh, user K90 wrote, I thought it was in, like, lower Texas or Mexico. I don't believe in her. I did when I was little, though. Mm. And then the mats, user the mats wrote, fuck no, it's all a bunch of crap. There you go. Yeah. 
I think that's the obvious reaction when you're just like, I don't want to believe in any sort of cryptid or monster or ghost. Who does that sound like? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Larry, have you been on Yahoo Answers? Yeah. You're just like my responding user. to all cryptids. Well, no, Fuck my, you. You're full of shit. My <laughs> username is Bend Over. Yeah. Bend Over. Um, a few more uh, that I have here. Uh, user Vanessa wrote, so that's why they all try to cross the border illegally, looking for wow. this poor stranded woman, her alleged offspring, looking for their father who is here illegally, no doubt. How could her children drown in the beach anyway? That makes no sense at all. Wow. So it's got to be political. I know. My sandwich has too much mayo. Fuck the left. <laughs> Fill the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, user Dark Vale wrote, would be, would be no fun with that ghost. One you too many croutons. Build a wall. Build a wall. <laughs> you wouldn't even get scared. Later, people would be like, what's wrong? And you would be like, I seen this ghost. Now I'm all bummed out. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Saw a ghost. Saw a ghost. It was real sad. Saw a ghost. It made me sad. Does anybody Build have a wall. SPF 150? <laughs> Uh, this last one is from I have SPF paint <laughs> This last one is from user My logs Okay My back <laughs> my and Poop logs My logs wrote this entire Entry in caps lock Oh boy Which means he's serious So you gotta yell Here. it as you read it Mexicans have some funky traditions that they pass on from generation to generation. I believe that something of this nature might have happened, but I don't really think that there is a ghost haunting people and crying out, where are my children? If that were the case, then anyone who had an incident similar to this and lost a child would roam the streets crying out at a ghostly saying. My mom told me that story, but I am still not convinced. They're driving too fast. Drive (laughs) like your kids live here. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, that's been your Yahoo Answers. That has... All right, guys, it is time for a verdict. In one corner, four podcasters. You trust trust with your wife? Meh. You trust with your wife? Trust with my luggage, maybe. I I don't trust La Llorona (laughs) with my life. No. Let me uh, say a controversial statement right here. I trust all three with everything I have. I give you my wallet, my phone, and my pants. Thank you. Can I borrow your credit card? Yeah, if you don't spend any money. Pish posh. You just want to look at it? I'm broke as a joke. Divorce Dad 2018 does not make money. (laughs) We ride the dribble. (laughs) We ride the bus. In the other corner. A folklore story. Mm-hmm. That we've been trying to figure out the date for, but we can't figure it out. Nope. We just want to know: is this real? Let and let me preface this a bit and just say: this verdict is about whether or not we think this came from a real story or not. So, do we think the origin story is real? Yes. Okay. Okay. Joshua, you're first. This is a very easy answer. I absolutely believe in the origin story. I it cool. doesn't seem unlike you know, there's it's very possible that there was a guy that met a beautiful woman, had kids with her and thought, "Ooh, bully. No, I got to go and hit my next conquest." And so he did and and so I could see that and then maybe she 
had mental problems. Who knows? It's obviously mental uh, diseases were not recognized back then, and obviously medicine was not there. And so, yeah, it's very possible that she could have thrown her kids in a river and they died. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> and as far as the ghosts, I've been on record on here saying I believe in the paranormal, and so I do. I do believe that there was something that happened as far as paranormal activity involving this uh, woman. And it just happened to go from generation to generation. It has mm-hmm. become something much bigger than what it was originally. April? Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think um, the origin story is probably true. Um, it's very plausible. Um, but yeah, I think it just was kind of an easy way for parents to rein their children in um, with the story of her ghost. In 50 years, we're going to have people talking about Casey Anthony. Yeah, right. (laughs) The ghost of Casey Anthony. That is so fucking disgusting and sad, but yes, you're right. (laughs) That's why I love this show. Okay. Lawrence. I believe. Yeah, this is true in some form. You know how the telephone game works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like one mom who kicked her kid in the head and they were like, she is a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Field goal. Poor little. <laughs> poor little. <laughs> poor little Juan. Love those soccer announcers. Yeah, they're always excited. Um, I'm gonna go with this. I think there's some truth to it, but I think it's very loosely based. In all things, I think that, you know, it happens this way. There's there's no reason for it to be completely the story, just like the Bible. Mm-hmm. This is my opinion. <laughs> yep. Just like Send the, your emails <laughs> to conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. It's fine. But I think everything gets extrapolated upon. But I think there was a very true center to this because I don't think it would be as continued on as it is. And that's been your verdict. Wow, it's been a while since we've all agreed. Mm-hmm. It has. But it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's comforting because I think we it's- are very like-minded but different, which is good. And now it's time for us to get quizzical. Let's get All right, ladies, lady and ger- germs. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> I'm a germ. Uh, yeah. So we're going to do a, since this is Halloween time, Ooh. we're going to do a Halloween around the world quiz. Oh, I like that. Good. Cause that's what we're doing. <laughs> well, well, good. Question number one, which country eats Brambrack on Halloween? A, Ireland. B, Germany, C, Mexico, or D, Canada? Josh. Josh. I'm going to say A. Correct. Wait, this what dessert is a type of fruit bread. Ireland. Nice. Josh, you're smart. Question number two. I like you, Josh. 
Which country locks up their cats on Halloween? A. England. B. China. C. Laos. Or D. Colombia. Josh. Josh. Laos. That is incorrect. Ryan. Ryan. Colombia. That is incorrect. I think you've been there before. Oh, England. That is correct. The cats are locked away to prevent them from being caught by elves. <laughs> Damn pussy elves. Hey, I got myself a cat. <laughs> I'm going to get it stuck in that like a flashlight. Oops. Question number three. True story. Which country elf. Which country uses apple peels on Halloween to predict a person's future? A, Scotland. B, Spain. C, Russia. Or D, Brazil. Ryan. Ryan. Brazil. That is incorrect. I'm off. April. April. Spain? That was incorrect. That was not a great answer. (gasps) Josh, you got a super hint. That is correct. I'm so smart. Look at that. You got a a super hint. He's always complained that we get like super hints. The peel was (laughs) often used to predict a person's future spouse, actually. Hmm. Question number four. In Scotland, turnips and neep were often carved in jack-o'-lanterns. What is neep? A, a rutabaga. B, a beet. C, a sweet potato. Or D, a squash. Josh. Josh. I'm going to go a sweet potato. That is incorrect, sir. Ryan. Ryan. A rutabaga. You are correct, sir. Nice. The rutabagas are root vegetables, just like a pumpkin. Oh. Question. I'm dancing. Number five. <laughs> worth a whole sack of treats. Ooh. <laughs> I like sacks. Sands razor blades. These are good treats. <laughs> or drugs, because guess what, parents? Drugs are expensive. Your kids aren't getting them for Halloween. I wish they did. <laughs> Which country celebrates the festival of the hungry ghosts? A, hungry. B, Peru. C, China. Or D, Australia. Josh. Josh. I am going to go with... Peru? That is incorrect. Ryan. Ryan. China. Oh! That is correct. China. The celebration often includes offering the hungry spirits gifts. I was hoping it would be a good pun in there, like pabu. Well, oh, you said good pun. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's the love wailing it. of a ghost. I always love talking ghosts. And this has been a very special Halloween episode. Indeed. Mm -hmm. That's why we chose it. We knew the episode, uh, we we knew the trailer was dropped, Mm -hmm. but we also knew that there was a creepy ghost lady. And this ends up being like our Hispanic listeners, uh, Boogeyman. And it's it's been interesting to learn about this. It's been interesting to talk about it. It's been interesting hearing you pronounce their names. Oh, oh it has been interesting. It's been a slaughter, and I want to apologize. Everybody south it. of the border just, uh, don't. This was my first day on the job. <laughs> Shot me and Larry. So, anyway, we've done our plugs. Does anybody have anything they want to throw out there before we end this bad bear? Yeah, I want some Taco Bell. Mm hmm. They shot Josh too. April is left standing in a kitchen, the soup kitchen, all alone. Yep. That's what we have, folks. Anyway, we'll see you next week 
on another episode of the Conspiracy <laughs> Therapy Podcast. Have a great one, guys. No sé que tienen las flores, llorona, las flores de un campo santo. No sé que tienen las flores, llorona, las flores de un campo santo. Que cuando las mueve el viento, llorona, parece que están llorando. Que cuando las mueve el viento, llorona, parece que están llorando. Ay de mí, llorona, llorona, llorona tú eres mi chunca. Ay de mí, llorona, llorona, llorona tú eres mi chunca. Me quitarán de quererte, llorona, pero de olvidarte nunca. Me quitarán de quererte, llorona, pero de olvidarte nunca. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. (laughs) 